0: Welcome to the Age of Organizational Effectiveness. This is a podcast that explores stories about organizations and their performance, not just for themselves, but for the common good as well. I'm your host, Charles Chandler. Today, we're at episode number 117, and I'm calling it The Power in Storytelling. And I want to tell you a few stories today and illustrate their power. And the first one is sort of an old story that's been around for a while. It's actually associated with Subway, the sandwich shop. And it goes something like this. There was Jared Fogle, who was a college student. And in the year 2000, he started eating Subway sandwiches as a way to lose weight. I think his weight at the time was up around 400 pounds. But over the next six months, he lost 200 of those pounds and he attributed the success to eating only at Subway. And so actually the local Subway shop in Chicago picked up the story and tested it out and um, it, it it played well. And so Jared Fogle became a spokesman for Subway uh, until the year 2015. And the story sort of illustrates uh, the way things can go and the power of these kinds of stories. In the first place, a story knits things together. So there's a beginning and a middle and an end. And we have brains that are wired, really, to remember story. Not to remember facts very well, but to remember stories and how people uh, operate because we're trying to understand the world around us and stories illustrate exactly how the world works. So the second thing about story is it shapes how we see something. It may shape how we see ourselves, if it's about us, or how we, how others see us. Or, in the case of a company, how a company's customers might see them based on the stories that they tell. And the third thing I want to mention about story is the power comes in the ability of the story to change something in the real world. If you're going to change the world, it helps if you can change a small part of it to start with. It's really about the outcomes. And the powerful story really starts with a before situation, and it contrasts in the end the after situation. And there's a transformation that goes on. And as we listen to the story, we ourselves are transformed in a way because we see things in a different light. So let me tell you another story. Uh, It's a story that David Aker, who is um, Professor Emeritus at Berkeley in the Haas Business School, tells. It's kind of a, a signature story about a company. And it's in video. And as we watch the opening scene, there's a woman in a third world country, I believe it's Indonesia, who's attending to a tree and giving it water. And there's a a ribbon around the tree, and she seems to be very attentive with the tree and spends a lot of time with it. And we found out, we find out over a short time that this tree was planted when she became pregnant. And the tree is now fairly tall, and her husband indicates that tomorrow will be the fifth year anniversary. But unfortunately, her son died along the way, and only the tree is left. And at the end, we find out that many children die in the first five years of life because of the lack of hand washing in in these villages. And then we see that Lifebuoy Soap is involved in an initiative to change this situation and has been offering um, soap and training on on hand washing in the schools. So uh, it becomes kind of a signature story for Lifebuoy and the power Of the story is in being able to show the before situation where considerable death was happening I think up to 30% of the children were dying uh, in the first five years and after that um, it was down to 5% I believe was the number so we have the contrast before and after and we have the associated intervention and the company that's lending its name to this effort it's a very powerful story It, it involves our emotions um, as well as our intellect. So let me tell you one last story, and it comes from the September-October issue of 2017, uh, Harvard Business Review, in which Roger Martin and Tony Goldsby smith tell us about Aristotle as the kind of father of rhetoric, and he tells us three characteristics of a persuasive story. Uh, number one, it has ethos, the will and character to change the current situation. We have logos, the second one. It's the logical structure of the argument. And then pathos is the capacity to empathize. So the story they used uh, to illustrate their point was that a multi-billion dollar merger between two large insurance companies was happening. And these were two firms that had been long-term competitors And normally in these kinds of deals, you know, there's winners and losers. um, And oftentimes the legacy units uh, are downsized and the merged operation comes, comes out looking a bit smaller and leaner. And because of the layoffs involved, the downsizing that happens, morale in the combined enterprise is often quite low. But in this story they decided to use a different approach. And the metaphor they were using was that they would have a thriving city coming from the merger. And so instead of simply having town halls and meetings to give a one-way message to the employees about how things were going to be, instead they allowed the units in the organization to brainstorm about how the new functions would look in this vibrant city that they were going to build together. And so, within six months, there seemed to be quite a bit of success. Employee engagement scores rose from a dismal 48% to a spectacular 90%. And while the industry was shrinking, the company's business grew by 8%, and its customer satisfaction scores rose from an average of 6 to 9, where 10 was the highest. So, this story illustrates... Another rhetorical tool, a strong metaphor, captures the arc of the narrative and frames frames the discussion about where we're headed and how things will be in the end. And so it was much easier to get people on board and to get them excited. So what I'm trying to do today is to talk about the power of story. There are, of course, several different types of stories. There's a a founding story, a growth story, a customer story. And the structure of the story is often about knitting together the before and the after and the transformation in between. And we often see an emotional connection in the story because humans are motivated by emotion. And the right kind of story can become a signature story for a corporation much like the Subway story uh, or the lifeboy story have been. Stories provide focus and purpose within a context to attract people to the brand and shape how others see the company. Stories persuade and they advocate for your cause and hopefully move people to action. So I'd encourage you to think about what is your organization's story, either stories that your customers tell about you, stories that your employees tell internally to illustrate culture of the company. Because stories can be so powerful, it's very useful to think about the ones that you want to propagate and the ones that you want to distribute for the future. But of course, story can be used for both good and bad. Uh, there have been cases in the past where, let's say, the tobacco industry hid the link between nicotine and addiction, and the food industry has been accused, of course, of hiding the Detriments of processed foods, so it's important to keep your values high and to deal with truth and to em- empower your story with the truth and even encourage your employees and and outsiders to tell you if they see some inconsistency in the story with the truth so I'd just encourage you to find a good story, an authentic story and use it as a way to bring metaphor and power to your narrative about the company and its employees and its culture. Like I say, if you're going to change the world, it helps that you can change a small part of it and demonstrate that through story. So I'm going to leave it there today. Uh, My book, Become Truly Great, Serve the Common Good Through Management by Positive Organizational Effectiveness, is still available on Amazon for less than $10 in the Kindle version. Go out there and download a copy and See what we've been talking about all these months in the podcast. So thanks for joining us today. So long for now.